Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion for February 12th, 2008. From my dining room in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined each week by our team of Orlando experts, Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this week's show, we're going to talk about the top news stories on the Diz, including the story about Giants quarterback Eli Manning and the parade that almost was. Julie Martin has the latest installment in her store tour series. This week, she'll take us to Epcot's Norway Pavilion. Bob Varley tells us about golfing options in and around Walt Disney World and his new Send Bob to the Park segment. And Corey and Julie Martin will give us an update on Universal's Mardi Gras celebration. All that plus Roundtable Rapid Fire and the longest housekeeping segment in Diz Unplugged history on this, the 80th edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. We do have a very busy show for you this week, and um, we're going to start with, as I said, the longest housekeeping segment we've ever done. I have eight bullet points here that I uh, need to go over. Uh, First and foremost, I I want to extend our thoughts and our prayers to all of our listeners in Arkansas, Kentucky, and Tennessee who were affected by those storms that uh, happened last Tuesday. I know I speak for all of us here when I say that we hope you're all safe and sound. Uh, There was a lot of devastation as a result of those uh, tornadoes. There was one tornado they said that went for 50 miles. Unbelievable. Uh, Now, the Red Cross has set up a special fund that you can donate to in order to help the victims. And uh, if you're so inclined, I strongly urge you to donate whatever you can to the relief effort. We're going to have a link on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. I went ahead and gave some money. And if you can, if you have some money that you can donate, it's certainly... uh, it's certainly going to be very needed. There's an awful lot of rebuilding that has to go on uh, in those areas. So, Now, I also want to apologize if I offended anyone last week with some of my comments regarding Disney's finger-scanning technology. During our email show, I had responded to a listener who did not agree with my point of view on the appropriateness of that technology. And in stating my case, I made reference to some political points of view that are really outside the purview of our show. Um, I have a very strict rule about keeping politics and religion out of the show, and I broke my own rule. So uh, most of you were very, very nice about pointing this out to me. You um, stated that you disagreed, but you disagreed respectfully, and I really do appreciate that. And uh, and I do understand that politics can bring about some very passionate responses and opinions. And you have my word that I will not do that again. Uh, that's not to say I'm not going to rail against things. I'm not going to. That's not to say that I'm not going to talk about uh, when it comes up the fingerprinting technology and what I feel about it. What I will not do is I will not draw comparisons to other political issues to make my point. So we were going to stick to Disney. We're going to leave the politics to somebody else's podcast. And I do offer my sincerest apologies to anyone who was offended by my comments. You should record that on the loop because <laughs> you know you're going to offend somebody. Oh, yeah, really? Sometime <laughs> in the future. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> now, in addition to the controversy uh, over my political comments last week, there was a little bit of a dust-up on one of our forums over the fact that on occasion we will ban certain businesses from being discussed on our forums. Um, and whenever this happens, we invariably get somebody telling us that we're practicing censorship, blah, 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 blah. So I, I'd like to try and explain why that happens so that everybody knows. Uh, I have really strict rules about no advertising. Uh, People cannot come to my boards and start promoting their businesses. Um, We don't even allow our corporate sponsors to do that. They're allowed to post on the boards, 
They're allowed to put information on their business in the signature if they're a corporate sponsor, but they are not allowed to post things on the board, you know, come do business with us. Um, I own, for example, Dreams Unlimited Travel. I also own disboards.com, and you don't see me doing that, and you don't see anybody who works for me doing that. Uh, because everybody who works for me knows if they ever did it, they'd be fired. Uh, it's not, it, it was very, very important to me from the day we launched Dreams Unlimited that the boards had to maintain editorial integrity. And I like to believe that I have brought the same editorial integrity to the show that I've tried to bring to the boards. And so when someone comes and they start doing it, um, I'm very, I've got a really a zero tolerance policy. Everybody knows what the rules are. And if a business comes and starts doing that, if they start trying to conduct business on my boards, they're going to be banned and their, their, their URL, their business name are going to be added to the filter. And that's, like I said, it's, everybody's going to live by the same rules. That includes me. And uh, so we had, like I said, we had a little bit of controversy last week about that. And I just want to make it clear to everybody why it is we do that. It's not because we're necessarily trying to protect our, our business interests, although I certainly don't think it's fair for a competing company um, or, you know, if we have an advertiser on the site in one particular area, that it's fair for a competing company who's not paying for space to come in and promote their business. But that's, those are the rules we have on the boards. They apply to everybody. And if you don't think I'm serious about it, you can just talk to a couple of my advertisers who have had their hands firmly slapped by me in the past for making the mistake of being uh, too aggressive when it comes to that. I, I don't put up with it. I will do without an advertiser before I allow that to happen. All right, let me, uh, let me move on to the next housekeeping item we have. Um, now, for those of you who visit our Diz Unplugged uh, forum, you might have read the post by one of our listeners, Drake, whose house was robbed a few weeks ago while his family uh, was here in, in Orlando on vacation. And the post is entitled, Does the Magic Still Exist? And in it, he describes his experience at Walt Disney World as he tried to deal with this and some of the cast members that were helpful and some of the cast members that were not so helpful. Uh, in the past, I'm sure you guys have heard me rant about the quality of cast members at Disney that I thought it had gone down. And I will say honestly that lately anyway, I think that situation is improving. And uh, But uh, Drake did run into some less than helpful CMs during his, during his experience. But like I said, he also had some some really terrific ones, and his post gave me an idea for a segment of sorts. I thought it might be cool to have you folks call in to our voicemail line with um, stories of good experiences that you've had with cast members. If you want to give a shout-out to a cast member on the show, give them special recognition. Uh, I don't want negatives. I don't want, it, I don't want you to call in with, I hate this cast member. I'm not going to play those. Um, I thought... It would be a, a cool way to get the point across, would be to just accentuate the positive in this particular case. There's a lot of good cast members out there, and maybe some of the bad ones will listen and hear what some of the good ones do. And, uh, you know, I think a good cast member is worth his or her weight in gold, and uh, we've all experienced that. So I really, I, I, what we're going to do is we'll, we'll take some of these, and we're going to play them throughout the show, like in between segments, almost like where commercials would be in a radio show. Um, in between segments, we'll put a few of those in. I thought that would be something cool to do, something different. So uh, the phone number, if you want to call in and do that, is one eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. You can uh, call and leave us a voicemail, and uh, 
if we play it on the show, you know the you know, you know the routine. Uh, you get a T-shirt, and uh, you go into the drawing for one of the envelopes, the prize envelopes we have. If you're not familiar with that, thirty of them. We have thirty envelopes here in the dining room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, at the uh, oval table, I might add too. Yeah, so this is the most expensive table we've ever sat at to do this. This is my dining room table. And uh, eventually, we're going to outfit America. Yeah, <laughs> all of America's going to be walking Wearing around in these T-shirts. Now, <laughs> I'll I'll give out as many of those T-shirts as I can get away with. Uh, but we have thirty. Uh, they have thirty envelopes, each one with a prize in it, and we pick winners winners at random every month. And uh, they pick a number, and whatever prize is in that envelope is what they get. So, absolutely, give us a call and uh, let us know some positive experiences. And if you know names, I really would like to hear names. Um. Positive experiences about uh, your cast, uh, with cast members. So, because Drake gave me an idea for a segment, we told him to go ahead and pick a number, and he picked number eleven. And he gets three days, two nights at Sheridan Vistana. Wow! Cool. Congratulations, Drake. Thank you very much for for the suggestion. Now, Julie, I know we have another. We have two more winners. We have to give prizes away to today. Who do we have? Uh, we have Vicki Blackburn. She was our monthly prize winner for January, and she chose number 29. Number 29. That's my age. And I jo- Oh, by Me the way, too. folks, by the way, folks, I do want to mention that I have added a podcast cruise to the... Uh, oh, to the envelopes? To the envelopes. There's a podcast cruise floating around here somewhere. One is of, that out of the prize pot? Yes, that is out of my allotment. That's out of his allotment. Let's just make that clear. Okay, and Vicky gets a $25 gift certificate. Yay. Disney gift certificate. Congratulations, Vicky. I think we should give away some of the construction equipment from the the, the broken wall and the rug from the office being ripped apart. I'm going to sell that on eBay. I was just going to say, Disney made a whole line of pins where they... Out of old crap. Out of old, out of old stuff they broke up. So yeah, if you, we you can make a really nice piece of art with and, all that stuff. And drywall. Go ahead. A piece of the podcast. You're the, you're the artistic people here. I think it would be like Quick. Dada. Go, go bring it off the curb. I think the blue shag rug would make a great gift. Yeah, the blue shag rug. And if you wonder, anybody who wasn't listening last week, um, why we're talking about my dining room, uh, the uh, the room that uh, we use as a studio to record in, I'm having renovated. We just had uh, the wall knocked out. Uh, and so we've made two rooms into one. And God only knows what else I'm going to do in there. But uh, so actually we'll be back. Uh, it's going to be not uh, next Tuesday, but not this Tuesday. Not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after that, we'll be in the new studio. Yay. So, and I'm hoping the echo in here is not going to come across on the uh, on the show. But if it does, you understand why the sa- if the sound isn't quite right, bear with me for a couple of weeks. So, and who else do we have as a prize winner? We have Tanya Sayers. Uh, she had the uh, idea for Will to do the you know the oh, first time experience at the right. parks, and she chose number two. She gets three days, two nights at the Swan Dolphin. Wow. Okay. Oh. Great Fantastic. Prizes. Some nice prizes. And uh, you'd think we'd be done with housekeeping. But we're not. But you'd be wrong. <laughs> well, I've got one, two. Eight of them. Nine now. Um, I had another idea that I wanted to kind of discuss with everybody here at the table and our listeners as well. Um, I had an idea, and I'm still trying to work out the best way to do this. I had an idea that once in a while, maybe what we should do is... Um, have uh, put you know if we have enough people in town visiting at the same time, maybe do a show with a little audience. 
<laughs> and now, obviously, obviously, I can't bring them here. Like the view. Like the view. Yes. Um, I call Whoopi. Does that make me? Does that make me Barbara? Barbara? You're Barbara. I'm Barbara. Barbara Walters. Uh, Barbara. <laughs> and uh, you know, obviously, I can't bring people to my. I'm not going to bring people to my house with that. But um, I did talk to a couple of our hotel partners, and uh, they're more than happy to welcome us uh, to record the shows there. So what I'd like to do, I'm going to start a, I'm going to put a thread up on our podcast uh, discussion board at disboards.com. We'll have a link to it on the show notes page. And uh, asking everybody when they plan on being in town. And if we have a decent amount of people around certain dates, uh, we're going to try and schedule it so that uh, maybe some of you guys can join us. Maybe somebody can sit in with us and uh, just do something a little different. I just thought that would be kind of fun. But how many people are you thinking? Uh However many. Oh, I'm just curious. Yeah, however many. You know, if there's enough people in town, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> one person's in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> one lone person. Oh. Do you want to come listen to a podcast? Come with we'll us. We'll start dragging people in off the street. <laughs> come with us. We need the room filled. We can have Bob do a sign spinning thing. <laughs> dress him like a banana. Like Quiznos. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, there's a guy out on Curry 4. That dress, he dresses as uh, the Statue of Liberty and waves, waves of cars for a tax service. <laughs> I'm not doing I that. I saw him for the first time last week. What do you put on your resume? Uh, yeah. Sign spinner? <laughs> Marketing executive. Communi- <laughs> communications executive. Oh, my. So, yeah, Bob will do that. We'll put Bob out in front of the hotel. I'll dress him up. I'm not dressing in a banana. <laughs> dress like a USB plug. I'm not going to be dress dressed up, up like no, a he'll, banana. He'll dress up as duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, like, cover him in duct tape, just, like, you know, slip for his mouth and his nose and his eyes. We'll attach a wagon to the back of pot, uh, Cot Cam. That's, pot, pot pot cam? That's, a li- that's illegal at Disney. I know it is. What's that? To have anything attached to the back of a cart or a wheelchair. Hmm? Well. This idea is exciting and scary all at the same time. I was say, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have. Well, you know, we're going to have to. You know, we're going to have to get used to it because you know we're going to ha- we're obviously going to do a show on the podcast cruise, and we're going to have an ever expanding audience. Uh, right now, over 120 people now are joining us on that cruise. They keep coming in. They keep coming in. That's gr- we're we're so happy. I'm so happy. Um, you know, I really wanted to give away a. A you podcast can't. cruise today. You can't. You have an allotment. You can do whatever you want with it. That would make three left. Yeah. Well, they haven't been given away yet. No, he's still got five. I have five. But I haven't given away anything yet. One in the envelope, yet. so now he has four. Then one for he the gives, photo. If, yeah, that's three. And if he gives this away, he's only got two. And he's going to have to beg you for more. And we know what's going to happen there. See, now, folks, I I just want to go on the record here, folks. I was about this close to giving one away right now, and Bob ruined it for all of you. Thanks, Bob. Okay? So you just remember that. I was this close to giving away one. I was trying to get you a bigger allotment. But uh, that's what I was trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, John. Well, Bob mentioned the photo contest. I also want to make make sure we mention that. We have our photo contest going on through the end of this month. People are uploading their photos into a variety of different categories. We're going to pick a winner in each category. Prizes are given out for that. And then we're going to pick an overall winner. And that winner will get one of the coveted podcast cruise prizes. So if you're uh, joining us on the podcast cruise or you're thinking about joining us on the podcast cruise, information on that can be found 
on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, or information on the photo contest could be found there as well. So that actually does it for my housekeeping. I know that John has one. I have one, and it's actually a good segue from what you were just talking about. Last week I mentioned on the podcast to that some people were um, worried about coming up with a down payment to put out this much money to get on the podcast cruise now and we're worried about the price going up and running out of space. And I made the suggestion that what you can do is book for one person and pay the deposit for one person and that will hold your space on the cruise and lock in your, your rate and your stateroom. But I also want to make sure people understand that there could be issues involved in doing that as well. If you want to add more people to your stateroom, there's always the possibility that we'll not be able to do that strictly because of how Disney's policies are for capacities on the ship. One of the capacities that you could reach is you could reach the lifeboat capacity for your lifeboat station. So even if you have a stateroom that sleeps four people, Disney may say we can't put the other three people in that stateroom because your lifeboat station is full. Right. There's ways around that. We could try moving you. You go to a different category stateroom. But I want to make Bob sure. will build you a lifeboat. Really? An ark. Bob. An ark. Bob can be used as a flotation Bob's device. Ark. <laughs> the second capacity is children's activities capacity. If the ship, even if the ship is not full, it could run out of space in the children's activities. And the number we found out is there's 900 spaces. So. Just want people to be aware of that. Even if you have a room that sleeps four people, there may come a time where we'll have to say to you, listen, we can't add those extra people because of Disney's capacity issues. So if you can only afford to put down the deposit for one person, go ahead and do that to be safe to grab your room. But just be forewarned that only people with full deposits are guaranteed space on that side. Right. And I just also have to jump on top of that. There is no bargaining with Disney. Right. If the kids' club's activities are full, they're full. That's it. And that might mean that your 8- and 10-year-old can go, but your 3-year-old can't. Well, and there is just no way to talk them into anything else. Yeah. So it's not something that we can alleviate. Oh, this does remind me. Uh, actually, I have we have two corrections uh, from last week. Uh, number one... I stated that the Disney ship was as long as the uh, Empire State Building is tall. It is slightly shorter. I believe it's uh, 950 feet, and the Empire State Building is like 1,200. Uh, so I apologize for that. The, that was really not the point of the comment. The comment was designed to il- illustrate the fact that the ship is quite large, and <laughs> you really have to... Uh, and no one's going to be asked to row. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's 300 a, feet amongst friends anyway. Right. Disney uses <laughs> you know. that as a marketing thing, too. In a lot of their, their literature, they say they put the Empire State Building and the Disney ship next to each other, and they say it's almost as long as the Empire State Building is tall. So I think that's why we use that analogy, because we've seen it before. It's not like we've made that up. And, right. Yeah, I've seen that, that visual right. before in some of Disney's marketing materials. They actually sell a poster on the cruise of that. Right. So... The other thing is that we uh, we weren't sure about uh, the movie Disney uh, resorts doing movies in the pool, and some of them, in fact, do it. Uh, yeah. We received some uh, emails from some of our listeners stating that I, I believe at Pop Century and at the All Stars, uh, they 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 will on occasion do movies at the pool. So we apologize for the incorrect information. And one last thing, folks: seventy four point six degrees right now. And with that, we will move on to the news. 
Our first news story this week, the Kilimanjaro 500 blows up. <laughs> what? A fire that started in the engine of a Kilimanjaro safari ride vehicle at Disney's Animal Kingdom led to four injuries as guests tried to evacuate the car. While the injuries were mostly minor, one guest was taken to the hospital after injuring her knee when jumping off the truck. It is believed the fire was started by a faulty engine hose. The ride was closed while inspectors checked all the vehicles, and it is expected to reopen uh, tomorrow morning, uh, Tuesday morning. Mm, I smell barbecue. I think I would have been scared to jump off the truck. By the sleeping lion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, it's like, okay, burn to death, get eaten by a lion. Hmm. Someone ha- would have to wake the lion up for him to eat you. <laughs> Has anyone ever seen the lion stand up? I have. I yeah. really have. See, and I call it the Kilimanjaro 500 because they never slowed down for you to take pictures. <laughs> and I got mad at them. Um, I got mad at them when I was trying to take pictures and they just wouldn't slow. They would, like, they just, he just kept driving. I'm like, slow down so we can take a picture. We like to tell people. So I called it the Kilimanjaro 500. We like to ask people on the, tra- the, the, the truck with us, can you believe these animals are animatronic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have that. That thing in front of you that tells you what the animals mm-hmm. are? I asked him if that's the menu. <laughs> <laughs> Can I order up here? <laughs> the driver watches you when you're taking a picture. It's like picking your lobster. Yeah. Exactly. The driver watches when you're about to take a picture, and then as soon as he sees you're about to, he speeds up, he hits the gas pedal, and it, like everybody's picture is blurred. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, our second news story this week. Eli Manning says, I'm going to Disneyland, and then doesn't show up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Following their stunning Super Bowl victory, uh, MVP quarterback Eli Manning recorded ads for Disney using the classic line, I'm going to Disneyland. He actually recorded two ads, one saying Disneyland for West Coast audiences and one saying Disney World for those on the East Coast. Manning had been scheduled to be the guest of honor in a parade at Disneyland on February 11th, but due to flight delays over Arizona, he was unable to attend. Instead, the visitors who were in attendance for the parade that day got to see three local Pop Warner football teams. Uh, Disney a sad, <laughs> sad Pop Warner because they were told that Eli was yeah, coming. Yeah, that's that had to be really that had to be a huge letdown for those kids. And the little fire engine went down Main Street without anybody in it. <laughs> Poor little fire engine. Uh, Disneyland officials did attempt to reschedule the parade, but after an appearance on Late Night with David Letterman last Wednesday, Manning opted instead to go on vacation to the Bahamas. Disney was told not to expect Manning for at least another two weeks, and even then he would likely head for Orlando and not Anaheim. The I'm Going to Disney World ad started with Giants quarterback Phil Simms in 1991 and has become a staple of post-big game advertising for Disney. That's a big production that they go through just to get the MVP on camera. And the big thing is to try to get him on camera while he still has his helmet on. That's the cameraman's goal. But he didn't do that this year. I think he's going to be in Walt Disney World today. Who? Eli Manning. Today? Yeah, in the parade. I didn't see that. No, I thought they said it was going to be at least two weeks. Two weeks. I didn't see anything. He's in the Bahamas. He's in the Bahamas. Oh, maybe. I did like his comment about uh, Belichick at the end of the game. And he, why Belichick left the game? With Trying to beat traffic. Yeah, that was that was pretty cute. I like that. And you know, 
I have to give the Giants credit. And Belichick is the, uh, the, the coach for the uh, New England Patriots. Patriots. Thank you. Are you telling me that, I know who that, was. that because we have this vague look on our like, I'm like, who's Belichick? Who's Belichick? I'm stunned that I knew that. Yeah. I just wanted to go on record. We watched the entire Super Bowl this year. Did you really? Wow. Start to finish. Okay, Never done we, that. There, there's a, a, a little comment there. We TiVo'd it, and we fast-forwarded through. We watched them play. Yeah, we didn't watch them talk about them playing them play or fast. replay. We watched only when they played. So I love team, but the Giants played a great game. It, it, it was a great game, Super Bowl. That was a uh, you know that, that catch at the end was unbelievable. From New Jersey, that's the hometown team. So I was yeah. definitely rooting for the Giants. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, the uh, New England's fans were very disappointed. But you yeah. had a you know you had a great season though. Oh I mean, yeah, I mean I admit they came out and it they was played. time for somebody else. I mean. If it wasn't for that last drive, I mean, they did a great job. Yeah. And, but uh, I think – and the teams left the game on the field. They really gave all their heart. Yeah. Both teams did. So yeah, maybe next year. So if you're going to be down in the next week or so, you might get a chance to see Eli Manning at Disney World. Or a dummy. Maybe they'll just put a dummy in there and <laughs> drive real fast down Main Street. All right. And our final news story this week, Disney's Hollywood Studios will be partnering – with the makers of American Idol to open a new attraction. Slated to debut later on this year, the attraction will have will host daily auditions and competitions for park guests who choose to register. At the end of the day, a grand finale performance will take place with that day's winners participating. The idol chosen as the day's best gets a spot at the front of the line at a regional American Idol competition. Now, while there's no guarantee that they will be chosen to audition in front of Idol's judges, they will at least bypass those obscenely long lines those poor people have to wait in in order to get uh, get a chance to audition. Uh, when asked about Idol's affiliation with Fox Broadcasting as opposed to Disney's ABC network, uh, Fremantle's, uh, Fremantle Media's licensing vice president, Keith Hindle, said that since they own the rights, they own all the rights to American Idol, and they're free to do off-air whatever they want with it. So there's no News Corp versus Disney debate on this one, and that's not even ever been part of the discussion. Uh, the Disney competition will be open for guests age 14 and up, and since American Idol is limited to participants in the 16- to 28-year-old age group, uh, the winner of Disney's contest can transfer their pass to a friend or family member or... In the case of those under 16, they could save it for a future, a future uh, idol competition. Oh, no. But the pass is not allowed to be sold. They don't want these on eBay. Yeah. Uh, now, throughout the year, actual idol stars may be scheduled to perform at Walt Disney World as a part of this. That's the best part, I think, yes. of this announcement. Otherwise, it's karaoke. Yeah. And uh, they'll have, of course, theme merchandise for sale. <laughs> and uh, it's supposedly a very collaborative process. Disney, according to Hindle, Disney knows more about live stage production than we ever will. And we know more about our TV show than Disney ever will. And exactly how this will manifest is something that will be mutually decided between the two companies. And, uh, you know, I know there were some comments on the uh, podcast board about this that were not very positive. Um, not everybody was real excited to hear this. I'm going to reserve judgment. I think I, I'm wondering how they're going to do the judging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. You know, are you gonna are you gonna take a 14 year old and trash him? Yeah, ruin. The That's rotation. not going to go over well. They remember they came to Disney World and found out well, they, they couldn't sing. They couldn't sing. Yeah, I, it's you know, I I just think there's that there's a there's a, there's a chance for a lot of hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Now, but I'm sure, you know, obviously Disney's going to think of this. Disney's right. very conscious of all that stuff. They always have been. And I can't imagine Disney is going to allow a situation to exist in any of their parks. Maybe they'll just use the Paula comment. I don't think you're right for this competition. <laughs> or they'll use audience clapping or something that they can measure, quote unquote. And yeah, I'm, through. so I'm going to reserve judgment until they do it. I think that it could be very cool. I am one of those people who liked, who wants to be a, a millionaire. Yeah. I thought that was a cool thing to bring in, a way to kind of experience a game show that you would not really be able to experience otherwise. And, uh, you know, this, I'm, a, I'm, well, I was a much bigger American Idol fan before last season. Sanjaya just killed it for me. <laughs> yeah. I have not been able, I'm not, I have not been able to really get back into it this year. I was just so fed up with, with that whole Sanjaya thing. You know, if you want to put really talented people that can sing on stage, great. I'll watch that. But if you're just going to try and, and create controversy by putting somebody that couldn't sing his way out of a paper bag, I have. I, I think I, I I could sing better than him, and I'm tone deaf. I think, well, I think there's a lot of. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. I think there's a lot of. Um, it's American Idol's kind of been tarnished by the fact that a lot of the winners, well, a lot, some of the winners have already been dropped from their record label. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean. You I have mean, more I mean, American Idol but, finalists who have been successful than right. winners. And now, and while I'm sorry, go ahead. it's hard to touch the success of Carrie Underwood yeah. and stuff like that. Um, she looked amazing last night in the did. Grammys. She's God, a gorgeous she's a beautiful girl. woman. Really is. <laughs> that is a beautiful woman. And but and Miss Tina Turner, you go, girl. I'm sorry, she yeah, she too. looked good in that silver outfit. Oh, unbelievable. Let's see, we're missing a great opportunity here. This would be an excellent send, send Bob to the parks. <laughs> You've heard of Posh Spice? This is Old Spice. <laughs> I fall in. No, I'm 30. I offered to dress oh, you up before. I'll dress you up for this. <laughs> good. Try to get me to look 28. That'll be a good thing. Oh, I predict. One. I predict that uh, American Idol will come to Orlando as one of the towns. They have this, been to Orlando year. before. They've been to Orlando. They, they will come back again this year for the for the uh, tryout. Could go in Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> I predict that in 2004. <laughs> wow, that came true real quick. I predict the sun will rise tomorrow. <laughs> Don't hold me to it, but I'm sure it's going to happen. But if they're doing a lot of things over at uh, the uh, studios for different things. They've moved the uh, Night of Joy over there. Their sopers. Soap weekends are there now still, but Grad Night's going there too. Yeah, and Grad Night that that's all big things that they're moving over to the studio. It belongs so. at the studios. Well, yeah. but it's just the studios don't absorb their crowds well. I mean, any you know the studios are great when you know or excuse me, Hollywood Studio is great when uh, there's nobody in it. When you have the park, you know, relatively yeah. when it's relatively empty, it's really enjoyable. But when it gets busy. That is the most uncomfortable park to be in. That's mm, yeah. uh, it's my least favorite when it's packed. Well, they're redoing the Hunchback stage area. Yeah, I saw that. They're they're doing that. That's going to be for like soap weekends for for the uh, shows and things like that. ESPN is going to be over there uh, next year, not this year. But those are the type of things that they're going to put in there. Which is very smart. Star Wars. Pull everybody to the back of that park. Yeah, that's a very smart thing to do. The back of the park absorbs much many right. more people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Oh, also, I want to—I almost forgot. I wanted to let everybody know. Mom has started listening to the show. She finally figured out how to get it to stream on her 
computer. I've been telling her, Mike, you can just go, go to the site. Just go to the site, Mike. <laughs> and just pay, click play now. And she, 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 uh, she listened last week and uh, was so happy that we mentioned her. So, should hi, Mom. Say, should we <laughs> say hello? Hello, yeah. Madeline. Hi, Madeline. Madeline. Make, them, make them not make fun of me, Madeline. Couldn't have said anything. Are you before. kidding? She'll chime in. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, she's texting me now with a bobsler. <laughs> that was quick But yeah, there is actually Even though that was Technically the last news story There is one other story I, I do want to talk about A little bit Because we mentioned it Last week regarding The uh, union issue That Disneyland Is having There was some more Information on that This week And I just want to It's a mini rant But uh, the Los Angeles Times According to the Los Angeles Times Disneyland and one of the Unions representing Several thousand of its Employees Are still arguing Not over contract terms It hasn't even gotten That far But over where to Negotiate Disney reps have been at the Anaheim Hilton waiting patiently for the last week for union negotiators. And the union is complaining, get this, that the Anaheim Hilton is too far away. It's across the damn street. (laughs) I get a Uh, picture. And that the parking is too expensive, even though Disney has said, we'll pay. We'll pay whatever parking charges are incurred. Um, Disney wants to have it at a neutral location because there was a lot of contentiousness, if that's even a word, uh, over the whole uh, low-income housing thing. The union was very much in support of it. Disney obviously wasn't. And Disney is afraid that if they hold the negotiations on site... It'll that affect a guest experience. It, it will. And it will because you know there's going to be a demonstration of some kind. And I think Disney is absolutely right in moving this to a neutral location. Now, I could understand if they move this to, like, you know, the middle of Los Angeles. Yeah. It's across the street. They could walk. Yep. If they can go, if they can walk to the Grand Californian or the Disneyland Hotel or the Paradise Pier to go to that, they could walk over to the Anaheim Hilton. I'm sorry. It's just not that big a deal. I think they even offered them to transport them. Well, I don't know if they, I I didn't read that, but they did, Disney did agree to pay for, uh, for any parking. So, I mean, it's, you know, I'm the first one to come down on Disney. But I said this last week that it smelled to me a little bit like the union was playing games because they uh, yeah. they made their announcement about the, these issues at a city council meeting. So it looked to me like they were playing for the press. The union is – I think this union is negotiating in bad faith. I think that they have a fiduciary responsibility to their cast members to go into these negotiations in good faith. And this nonsense isn't helping. Even the federal mediator, his name's uh, Raul Lopez – was like shaking his head going, I'm not even going to get involved in this. I'll get involved when you guys figure out where you're going to sit. But if you can't even agree on where to meet, this is a problem. And again, so on this one, um, I'm I'm giving the nod to Disney. I think Disney's acting in good faith. I think they're acting professionally. I think the union is grandstanding. And this has been a, a, you know, and then unions wonder why they lose, they're losing their, uh, see, I'm very pro-union. I think unions are a good thing. Um, but uh, one of the issues in contention here is that even though starting pay for a Disneyland cast member is un- you know less than nine dollars an hour, their health insurance is free, and they they have to pay nothing for their health insurance, and it's a five dollar copay. And I guess that Disney wants to uh, Disney wants to save some costs and change that a little bit, and the union doesn't want to. That's a legitimate issue, but. Why grandstand like this? Yeah, at least go to the table. Go sit, sit at the table. This is not uncommon in, in negotiations. But this, this happens is, in a lot of them. But this is done. This is being done poorly. You, like when the Teamsters do it, or 
you know, some of these bigger unions do it because this is Unite Here Local. Oh, never heard of Unite Here as a union, but, um, you know, the Teamsters at least have some media savvy when they do it. This is just like, uh, you know, Billy Bob's Union. This is just uh, the first thing you're offering us we're going to say no to because we're going to show you that we're here and we're it's serious. Ridiculous. Yeah. You know, the union, union, you have, the union has a responsibility to act and it's in the best interest of its uh, members. And this certainly does not qualify, in my opinion. So I did, I did want to mention that because we had talked about it last week and yeah. I wanted to follow up a little bit on it. So that will actually do it for the news. Boy, this is a long, it was a long intro that we had. So, Mr. Close? I, I, I wanted to beat Julie to my rapid fire because oh. I know that's what's coming next. <laughs> oh, I don't even have one in front of me yet. So uh, okay. I don't have a rapid fire at all. I did all my, uh, I had my housekeeping okay. from hell. I got you covered. So, yeah. all right. Uh, no, that's all right, Bob. You can do Mine's your a little unorthodox this time. I don't really have any Disney news. However, I want to talk about a thread that's on our Diz Unplugged board. And it's from little or LTLMC3, and the name of the thread is Need Support from My Podcast Board Friends. And you talked about politics and religion. I don't care what anybody's politics anywhere are. One of the things that this thread is about, she says her husband is going into training with the National Guard and will be gone for six months. And I wanted to say that no matter what our political oh, yeah, affiliation I saw that. is, Absolutely. that we support the troops and are honored and proud of all of the people mm-hmm. who serve. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know he's going to be gone for six months. Yep. That's going to be so hard on I her. I can't imagine, you know. I mean, and at least, at least you know, and six months is bad, but at least it's only six months. I know some of these, some of the folks on our site are doing without their spouses a lot longer than that. But I just wanted everybody to know, and I, she's the one who started it, so I talked about her. But I wanted her to know that you all have our support, too. Great. Thank you very much, Kevin. John. I wanted to just mention that the new Mickey Monitor is out. Um, the Mickey Monitor is the magazine that Disney sends to their annual pass holders. There's a thread on the boards about, I don't get it, I've never gotten it. Kevin's folks get it, and we don't get it, and we have four annual it's pass really holders. It's really weird. Yeah, I never get one. I've been an annual pass holder for years. It's I never get one. truly bizarre. It really is. I get one. Um, just to let folks know, there's really nothing really great in this one. Mm-mm. All the stories are things that we've talked repeats. about. Yeah, all repeat stories. <laughs> the only cool thing is, in the very, very back, did you see the... Coupons for free. I know. I want to go get them. There's free lithographs <laughs> yeah. uh, from February 14th to March 14th in each of the parks. Uh, Don Ducky Williams is going to be doing a special lithograph. So if you're in the if you're in uh, Walt Disney World and you're an annual pass holder, go and see if you can pick up your free lithograph. How many are there? Four, one for each park. Okay, I got that. How many? <laughs> what's the edition size? I don't know. I can try to find out. I can't read it. It's too small. <laughs> Bob's trying to get his Valentine's gifts together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that the same size print as my emails? No, it's smaller. <laughs> oh. These are very limited. Okay. There are only 10,000 of each print. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure there's plenty. It's like Thomas Kincaid. You know, I wonder what happens if, if you're not if somebody's not getting this and they want it. Can they just show their annual pass and get it? Or? I would go in and just tell them I wanted it. I didn't get the, my Mickey monitor. Hmm. Exactly. Because John and I don't get one. That's so weird. I get one. And it's at different locations in each of the parks. We'll try to get that information up on the, the podcast notes. Okay. Thank you very much, John. Bobby. Peter, I have uh, a couple of rapid fires. 
Uh, first one is we found out that the dates for the Pop Warner Football and Cheerleaders National Championships are December 7th through the 13th. Mm-hmm. People should write that down on the calendar if they don't want to be around a whole bunch of Pop Warner kids at any of the resorts. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'd watch from December 6th, which is a Friday, through December 14th. Those are the dates I'd kind of be careful of if you're going to be at any of the All-Stars or Pop Century. Right. So I wanted to make people aware of that. I know we always get questions, when's Pop Warner coming? So we now know. Uh, we'll have a link to the Pop Warner thing uh, website so they can go and look at it. Uh, next thing I want to mention is Disney has added a second parade for the Dreams Come True Parade. Uh, March 16th through the 29th, there will be two parades, one at 12.30 and the second one at 3.30 each day. That's during the like Easter break type mm-hmm. time, and so they've done that. And the last one I want to mention, this is going to be quick, there's a shuttle launch uh, coming up in March, and it's March 11th. And the neat thing about this shuttle launch... Didn't one just go up? Yeah, yeah but another, one, one's, another one's going up. Really? Yeah, they... Well, they That's right. They've got to they speed it up. up. they got to speed so it up. They, they have one coming... When, it, when, when does the fleet get retired? They, yeah, they're not going to fly up to... 2010. 2010, yeah. That's their drop-dead time, but that could be switched. That's a bad choice of phrase with the, <laughs> with the shuttle. So, but here's the interesting thing about this one on March 11th. It's a 2.30 a.m. launch. <gasps> wow. And I've been to a launch that night launches are awesome. Yeah, lights up the sky. This is the one. If you this have, is the one to go this to. This is the one to go to. Uh, and then they also are going to have on the thirteenth. They have a uh, communication satellite going up on the thirteenth at two. It's around two fifteen a.m. So that you got two launches in March that are night launches. So. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, the the, uh, the the smaller when they send the smaller rockets up, it's not quite as impressive as right. when the shuttle goes up, but it's still cool it's to still, watch. It's still cool. Any night launch is really really They're cool. Spectacular. Yeah. We'll see you all at the west end of the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, we don't want our sleeping I'm going bags. all the way over. <laughs> I'm going to find a room over there or something. But uh, so I wanted to mention that. Just something else to add before people go booking things. These are notorious for being rescheduled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's windy, if it's too yeah. sunny, if it's raining, if they sneeze, if it's dark, it, it just any of anything can. If sp- one cloud floats by, right? Well, so if this can just yeah. be prepared, that this can be scrubbed. Yeah, they have very strict mission parameters about you know what circum what, what conditions they can yeah. launch under. Right. It's and funny this this launch that just went up was last Thursday. And I watched it careful. I was going to go watch it. And they came out in the morning and said a 70% chance of scrubbing. So I said, okay. That's kind of why we didn't pay any attention to it. Yeah. So I said, well, I'll, I'll put it on my recorder and, and I'll go do something else. So I, I went and sure enough, I came out of doing what I was doing and it had gone up. Yeah. It's like They said if they'd have waited 30 minutes, it would have been too late. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I, I usually can see it from my, my street. If I look down the street and look east, I can actually see it from, from where I live. But from, the par- the cl- from the far end of your far, parking lot? Far end of my street. But uh, the clouds over that way were 
really bad. So once it got up, I couldn't see it. But on the on the East Coast, it was a whole different story, and they just mi- barely managed to get it up there. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right, Bob. Thank you much. Mrs. Martin doesn't have anything. We'll skip over to Mr. Martin. Well, mine's not definite. It should be marked as a rumor. Um, I do know for a fact, though, that there's been discussion among some of the Disney upper management about uh, Magical Express bringing guests from the airport straight to the theme parks. So the few uh, cast members... That could be a logistical nightmare. Yeah, the few cast members that I've talked to are... They don't agree with it. They don't want it. They don't want it to happen. Mainly because guests are now going to show up at the theme parks with no tickets. If you mm. if you have a package, your key to, you don't you're not going to have your key to the world card. So this isn't definite. It's a rumor, but there is discussion about and it. And you're going to have your luggage. Yeah, well, exactly. I'm sure I, I, take that's the luggage what I was wondering about. Well, or your carry ons. Well, I'm sure they'll bring the luggage to the room like they yeah, do now. I mean, like I always have a carry on. They don't want to yeah. lug around the park with me. Well, this is giving Disney more time to get the luggage to uh, actually the hotel before the guest gets there. Yeah, that's probably occupied. why they need to do yeah. it. So they say, okay, you can go to the park. Your luggage is over in Orlando somewhere anyway. I mean, imagine if you had a long flight, say, from California to Orlando. Say you have two small children with you. Going immediately from the airport to the theme park is going to be draining on your children. Well, I'm imagining, I mean, I I would imagine it would be a choice you would have. Oh, definitely. That they wouldn't make you go to the theme park. I don't see that as a bad thing. Yeah, it's going to be a choice. But for some people, I mean, yeah, some people, they really want to hit the ground running. They don't want to waste any time. I mean getting into a park so again it's a rumor but i have another one if you use the uh the valet parking at universal studios you now have the option to get your car washed while you're at the while you're at the theme park get out of here there are <laughs> really there are about five different cleaning options the basic one um covers interior exterior vacuum windows door jams. they actually detail your car yes. yeah uh here are the prices for a car I am so bringing my car over there for a car in the basic plan, in the worst way <laughs> Is thirty six dollars SUV forty one dollars large SUV or van is forty six dollars now the premium one for a car is one hundred and thirty six dollars that includes shampooing your floor mats and your um, that's your that's leather pretty, and vinyl that's pretty treatment. good for a detailing they have a cat cam one I'm sure Bob and for a large SUV it's one hundred and fifty nine dollars wow. so that's what I'd have to pay because I have the expedition it's put on by Pronto it's called Pronto Wash. Auto spa. That's pretty center. good because with our passes, you can valet for free. Right. You go enjoy the park all day and you have your car washed. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Just do it. And you can walk I, my I dog. Am, and- I am going to go do that. I will go do that this week. I'm not kidding. I will go. <laughs> Just to get my car, car needs it so badly. <laughs> Did you say that was a rumor or is it actual? No, no this, is, this is for real. Oh, okay. Wow. Cool. Great. Yep. Well, thank you very much, Corey. All right, that will do it for Rapid Fire this week. We're going to move right along. And oh, I've got one more thing. Oh. Because I used her thread, I think we should send her a T-shirt. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Right to Julie, little MC. Well, I can send her, if you just give me her little name, I'll send her a PM. All right, that'll do it for Rapid Fire this week. We're going to move on. And Bob Varley is going to tell us uh, some about golfing in his Send Bob to the Park segment. So what do you have, Bob? Okay, Pete, this this all started with uh, a email from Rob Skinner in uh, Toronto, Canada, and he was asking about Disney, uh, review the golf courses at Disney and the surrounding area, commenting on difficulty and condition of the course. And, you know, I started trying to figure out how I was going to approach this, and... Uh, one of the things I found out, uh, one of the first things I found out was there's over 200 golf courses in the central Florida area. Really? 
Yeah, that's that. that I think it was popular. I don't think it was that popular. Yeah. Well, are you counting the miniature golf courses too? No, just okay. in the Central Florida area. There's about 200 golf courses, and a good amount of them are championship or high quality golf courses. Uh, there's you can have a, a, a Scottish golf course. Uh, there's a, a, several of those, the links type golf courses. And I know some of the people are saying, oh, God, he's going to talk about golf. But it it's really big. And it a lot of these courses are getting, if you're within like five miles, five or ten miles of Disney, you're, they're getting a hundred and pretty close to $150 for a round of golf. What is it normally? I say I'm, I'm not a golfer, so. Well, that's, I mean, I came from Massachusetts, and I, I'd go to Heather Hill over in North Attleboro, and I'd pay like $25 or $30 or something like that. But I'm, a, I'm, I'm guessing that probably isn't a, a championship course. It's though. not a championship course, but that's the course that we, my buddies and I used to go to on, on Wednesdays. And uh, so $150 is extremely you know, in my pocketbook, it's high. So that was another thing I had to do is how am I going to figure out what all these golf courses are like and not spend $150? And it's like for all, I can't go to every course and, and do that. So I, over the course of time, I'll tell you that I have played at all the Disney courses. Uh, I've had cast members that I've gone with and would play the course and I've been able to get a, a cheaper price with that and uh, and so what I did was my buddies from Massachusetts came down uh, in the middle of January and I said well this is a good time to try to do this golf thing and uh, when they come down it's like they get off the plane they expect to play golf so we played nine rounds of golf 36 holes a day for the first four days. And the last day we played just one round of golf, and then we went to a, a favorite restaurant before I threw them on a plane, and they went back with their golf clubs. So we'd tee off at 7 a.m., Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday that week. And then uh, we'd get, we, we play Bob Golf, and it's like best ball, and everybody just what does that mean? Okay, best ball means everybody takes a shot at it, and whoever's ball is the best, you hit from that next spot and then move on. So we just try to, to everybody tries to get a combined score of see what the best score we can as a group. Bob makes up all these strange games. I might be good at golf if I played like that. Do you remember the episode of Lucy where they tried to teach Lucy and Ethel to play golf and you had to step on the ball and hop on one foot? Yeah. Well, his, Bob, right. golf, Bob Golf, I'm not one that is out there to have the perfect score. I'm there to have fun and in, enjoy the round of golf with my friends. I need to go play with you, Bob. And <laughs> Sounds fun. I, I've... I had my next door neighbor uh, who used to go out every week, and he was with a company uh, tournament every week, and they played, oh, oh, the ball moved, that's a stroke, and all that stuff. I don't care if it's in the trap. If you want to kick it out, kick it out. If, you, if, it's, in the, <laughs> if it's in the rough, you don't like this spot, you didn't like that one, move it. <laughs> I mean, I tee up the ball on the fairway. Bob enjoys putting from the rough. Well, I've done that too, but... It's, you know, I'm out there, I spend my money, and I, I want to have a good time. And my friends 
have a good time when we were out playing golf. I mean, we teed off at 7 o'clock in the morning those first three days, and the sun hadn't even come up. And it was like... If I had to get up at 7 a.m., I'd be teed off, too. No, I was getting up at 5.30 because I, I still had to do some of my work. How can you see your balls in the dark? I actually had a, a ball that lit up. I, have, I do I have, not doubt it. Did you see the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> no. And you thought this was not going to be any fun. Um, did anybody think we were not going to hijack this? So, you know, it's 7 o'clock in the morning with a first out, and... You know, we have fun, but we move right along. And an average time of golf is between four and five hours. We were doing three and a half hours in the morning because we were the first ones out. And we're getting done by like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And then we'd go have lunch at the sub shop you you guys like that I bring the subs from. Oh, some great subs. And uh, Nicole's. And, uh, and then we'd go back to the house, I'd do some more work for an hour, and then we'd go out to the second round for like 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and we'd be done as the sun was setting for those first three days. Did you realize he said he got done at 11 o'clock, had lunch, worked for an hour, and was back out on the golf course at 1 o'clock? He goes by Bob time, too. (laughs) I'm quick. It's not if just I, Bob I, Golf. It's if, Bob time. If I have a golf cart and a, a car, I can, I can get around pretty quick. So, so the first three days, we did uh, golf courses in the Claremont area, which uh, Claremont and Lake County have some really nice courses. And we paid 25 or $30. I think we paid the most was uh, 35 for Legends, which is out on 27. It's a championship-style course, and it's one of the most beautiful courses. You're up on the hill, and you can look out over the lake and the whole county. You could actually see Disney World from, from up there. And so my friends evaluated all those courses. And then what we did was uh, Thursday afternoon, we went and did the Magnolia course at Disney. And so they've already had uh, six rounds of golf under the belt. And I, I figured this would be a good evaluation to get an opinion from them. So I have to tell you, the Disney courses are just top-notch. Yeah, they've got the recycled water that keeps them all green and everything. Uh, and they have the, the carts with the GPS system, which tells you... So you consider watering the golf course a perk? <laughs> no, well... As keep opposed it, to the ones in Claremont that are on concrete. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not on concrete, but they're kept in good condition. No, in, but in, in Claremont, they water it with sewer water. Yeah, well, I don't know. But... Uh, I mean, the courses that I played are in the Orlando Sentinel for ads every week, so it's not it, they're good courses. And there's uh, a banner over those ads that says, "Come watch Bob play." I wish. So, because if it's in the Orlando Sentinel, you know it must be good. No, the Sorry. coupons. Coupons. So, uh, I mean, the course is great. One of the things I found was uh, with the golf carts. Uh, if you're playing golf, you like to drive to where the ball is, and sometimes it can be all over the golf course. And you have to stay on what they call the cot path and not leave the cot path. So you have to leave it on the edge of the fairway and walk over into the middle if you happen to be there. So I found that doing the Disney courses, I was doing a lot more walking 
because they don't allow the the carts on the course because they're trying to keep them in championship condition for the tournaments that they play in October. Do you have golf shoes? I have a golf boot. Oh. And I have a golf sneaker. And I, I use. I'm just the, curious. I use the boot sometimes to putt. Oh my! <laughs> so uh, I'm sure the golfers who are listening are like, "What are you talking <laughs> What's about?" What's a golf boot? <laughs> the golf boot. But no, Spikes I. I don't just in case, just in case, there's anybody listening that doesn't get the reference. Bob has had an injury, an old injury on his ankle. That requires him, when he's doing a lot of walking, to wear a boot, a big Frankenstein-looking support boot. (laughs) So it just keeps my ankle from uh, twisting and turning and stuff. So the Disney course is nice. The the problem I found with the Disney course, especially the Magnolia, is that it being a championship golf course, it's long. It's a longer course than uh, that than we're used to playing. And it, it seems like forever. You hit your first shot, and then you, you go and hit your second one. And usually on a par four, your second shot's going to some, be somewhere near the green. Well, sometimes it, you're coming up short because the course is just... It plays. Because you're golfing with your boot, maybe? Well, that too, but... Uh, another thing with the Disney courses, they're, they're all in the, like out in the wilderness. And, I mean, you... We came across deer. The sixth hole on the Magnolia course has a a sand trap that's in the shape of a Mickey head, Mm -hmm. which is cool. And then as we're driving up to the uh, to the green, we look over on the bank of the on the bank of the lake pond area. There's like a five foot alligator sitting out on the on sunning himself, and he's looking at the turkeys that are just up the road, wondering how we could quickly get up there and have turkey dinner. But, <laughs> and so there's wildlife all over the place. And it, it's really nice. It's a nice course. It's well-maintained. And uh, so we played a round of golf there. And at the end, I asked, I asked my buddies, I said, how'd you like it? And their first comments were pristine and uh Fantastic was some of the words they used. And then I asked them, would you pay $150 to play? And it was like, no, never. It's it's just not worth it. Even with the alligator? Even with the alligator. They're tough. The deer? <laughs> but, uh, you know. Alligators, deers, and turkeys. Uh, so, I mean, they're not the type to... to they're not used to the, that type of golf course, but and there's a lot of them in the, right around the Disney area. If you go to Celebration, if you go to uh, Firefox, Falcon Fire, Falcon Fire, I always yeah. get that wrong. Falcon Fire, Firefox is a browser. They're all 150 bucks in that. So area. that's so it's all it's, it's consistent. It's, it's consistent. not just Disney that's charging right. that; they're all charging that. Any any other any other courses that are near Disney are, are top notch courses. Uh, you get a new area that Champions Gate. They have two courses out there that are are expensive. You have Orlando County uh, Golf Course, which is one hundred and ninety dollars. So I guess the, I guess the idea though is if you're there and you're on vacation and you can't leave Disney property, don't worry about spending the one hundred and fifty dollars because you're going to pay it anyway. An, if, if you want to yeah. play on the championship if you course, play, yeah. if you want to play on the course, you know it's a it may be a once in a lifetime thing. 
go for it. Or once in a vacation. Or once in a vacation. Great surprise gift for someone to give their husband yep. or wife if the wife's a golfer. Mm-hmm. Now, Bob, I mean, can you just walk up and say, I want to play on this course? Or do you, you have, have to, to call make tea times? It's better to make tea times. Uh, we made a, a tea time uh, on Tuesday for Thursday afternoon. That's Ap- a TTR. Tea, tea time, not drink tea. Not tea. ADR. Right. Yeah. So um, y- you can possibly find times in the from 7 to 1 o'clock is your prime time for for paying golf fees or tea, tea fees and our greens fees and, and uh, but you can get some deals it, it drops down about half price like $79 in that area for afternoon at 2 o'clock but if you wait, you, uh, the Disney courses you're saying Disney the price courses, drops at can, two o'clock. Yeah, you can get a get on a course for somewhere around seventy nine dollars, depending on the season and uh, what's going on. So you could play in the afternoon. Like I have to caution you in the afternoons in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Number one, the rate may drop down a little more when it, it's in the summer and it's hot. But number one, you're going to be fighting the thunderstorms. And you don't want to be out there with the thunderstorms. And a metal club in your hand. Yeah, a metal club. <laughs> That's not my favorite time. So you have to take that into consideration. In the wintertime, if you get on the course at 2 o'clock, four to five hours is your average play time. You're looking at 6 o'clock. We, we came in. We couldn't even see them. I had to turn the, the ball that lit up again on for the last hole. It's hilarious. You have a ball that lights up to golf with. So... Um, it, it's interesting, it and it, it really amazed me that I mean, the the price they get and the quality of the golf courses that are out there uh, is just fantastic. Well, what's the least expensive one closest to Disney? You you really have to go out on one ninety two uh, Orange Orange Lake. There's a couple of courses that are cheaper. If you go out to Claremont, it's, I mean it's twenty minute drive. Uh, you can go to uh, Legends, which is the, one of the ones that I highly recommend. Uh, you play $50 in the in the morning. Well, Claremont's also, I don't mean to jump in here, but Claremont's a really nice area also because most of uh, Central Florida is very flat. When you get out into Claremont, you do get the rolling hills in yeah. Lake County. It's really yeah. a nice yeah. area. There's a, there's a golfer's guide, uh, centralfloridagolfersguide.com. And uh, it lists all the, the top courses in the area uh, for golfing. And there's a bunch of them in Lake County that... Um, now, can people rent their clubs at Disney if they didn't it's bring them Florida dot golfersguide.com is the... Centralfloridagolfersguide.com. Uh, okay. Sorry. So I want to make sure we give them the right URL there, Bob. Yeah. So, I mean, the courses that I looked at... Uh, in the last couple of weeks, it was celebrations. Celebration golf course is a very nice. See, golf that's course. where the S is appropriate. Celebrations because has two of celebration. <laughs> oh God! The one I found that was most grammar one hundred and one with Bob. Exactly. The the one that I found was really highly rated, and it's just about a mile or a mile and a half out of Disney on Osceola Boulevard. Is that Falcons Fire Golf Club. Osceola Parkway. Uh, what did I say? <laughs> he said Boulevard. Oh, it's Parkway. 
going back to my question, can people rent clubs or yes. do you have to bring your it's own? It's about 50 to $58 to rent a set of clubs. How much of a deposit do you have to leave usually? Probably around two or $300 uh, to, to cover it. Now, uh, is there, I'm going to show my ignorance. Is there such a thing as caddies anymore or those are eliminated because of golf carts? Caddies don't exist anymore down here. There's only a few golf courses that you can even actually uh, walk the course. And Disney has one of those courses. It's their executive course. It's, their, it's the third course over by Magnolia and uh, the, the Palm course. So, uh, and that's a, Keep in mind that if you're golfing in the summer here, it's the same temperature as the surface of the sun. Yeah. yeah. So, Drink plenty and that's of why the early tea times are, are so highly coveted. And that at, at 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, that's why they give you a bargain. And that's why there's no caddies. And most, I have a question, Bob. Sure. Now, maybe not the co- courses at Disney, but do any of these courses offer like I know some have like beer people that ride around on their yep. carts. Okay, Disney, I'm just curious. Yeah, they most most golf courses will go around and they'll have a beer cart and a, a wagon for uh, like snacks, snacks and beer and stuff. Disney. So you wouldn't have to go back to like the main area if you were thirsty no. or needed water. Or Golfing whatever. sounds like fun if I didn't have to golf. <laughs> Can <laughs> we just ride in the cart? Go out early in the morning and somebody follows you with snacks. <laughs> <laughs> actually, at, at Falcon's Fire, you can actually take from the golf cart on the GPS guidance system, you can actually order food from their restaurant and have them bring it out to you, whatever you want. That's really nice. And if you're on the Falcons Fire Golf Course, if you're at the the hole right near Osceola Parkway, you'll see John and I go whizzing right by every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and not get hit by a golf ball. So, uh, yeah, so there's plenty of opportunity. They The cart comes around. You'll probably see it three three or four times in a course of 18 holes going around. They just continually do a circle and if you you want. What's the course off of Shades of Green? The courses, the Palm and the, the palm. Magnolia courses. And then the, I forget what the third course is over there. So that's over by you know, the, the uh, Grand Floridian? Yeah. So one of the things uh, people can do is they can call up and, and uh, call uh, 407 WDW Play and make a tea time. And you can get a free taxi ride from your hotel to the golf course. And then when you finish your golf, they'll give you a, a they'll get a cab for you and for Disney resort guests for Disney resort guests which i think is pretty cool yeah, that's that a is. nice perk well i mean now you think about it okay it's $150 that sounds like a lot but if they're going to give you the ride over and their snacks snacks what's the one out by fort wilderness on the road to fort wilderness fort, um it's a disney golf course yep eagle is- creek is it eagle creek or eagle e- pines eagle pines eagle pines i think it is I understand. Now, this is going strictly on hearsay. I've never eaten there, but there's a good place to have lunch back there called the Sand Trap. It's been one of those places that's been on my radar. I think we should go. It's just something we've never done before. But I understand that they have sandwiches and things like that, and I've heard it's okay. Turkey sandwiches. No, alligator. (laughs) (laughs) Pete, here's another thing I found out. Universal, you can get uh, tea times... Uh, through the hotels at Universal, and the course that they have over there that is uh, what, uh, Metro West. Mm-hmm. Metro West Club, Country Club. Golf or, Club. Golf yeah. Club. 
and they uh, you can get a ride over from uh, uh, transportation from the hotel to that golf course and play over there and and that's highly uh, that's a high rated course also Falcon Falcon Fire and that course are kind of connected something else that's right there at Disney is Bay Hill can people play there or do you have to be a member you have to be a member that's a private course Uh, and like I said there's there's over 200 courses in Central Florida but some of them are private and uh, you need to be invited onto the course so but I thought it was interesting that uh, for people that are on Universal so uh, my friends preferred going back to Legends on the last day they had a chance to pick whichever course they wanted to and they ended up going back to the Legends course the one out in Claremont out in Claremont yeah yeah, because they had a great time, and almost all the uh, golf courses have the uh, GPS system, so it kind of tells you how far ahead, like the golf cart in front of you is. So, give me uh, give me five golf courses that you would recommend. I'd recommend uh, uh, whether it's championship or not. Well, I'd recommend all the Disney courses. Uh, can the Palm, it be the Magnolia, and the Eagle Pines. Yeah, uh, I'd recommend Legends. Out in Claremont. There's another Disney course, yeah, Osprey Ridge. Yeah. I, thought th- I was going to say, I thought there was an Osprey one. Yeah. Uh, those courses, the uh, Falcon Fire, the more I look at it, I was over there the other day, the more I look at it, I, I really want to go try to play that course. The, the golf course at Celebrations look good. Uh, there's opportunities to do uh, lessons over there. Uh, they, they're set up for kids' golf, too, kind of. Uh, I saw a bunch of kids over there in the afternoon uh, playing golf, and you can get lessons over there too. So th- that was pretty interesting. Uh, so those are basically the ones, you know, if you want to spend $150, any of those courses, if you want, uh, Legends is a great course, and it's going to be under 50 bucks. If I'm not mistaken, I think isn't Florida considered the golf capital of the of the U.S. or or the world? I'm not sure, but I, I know I see the license plates all around. It, it's big, and you know, when I started looking at it, it was like okay, golf courses, and then you start adding them up, and there's a whole bunch of people playing golf out here, you know, and yeah. you don't you don't think about it that much. They have the golf convention at the Orange County um, Convention Center, and oh. I think it's one of the largest conventions. Held yeah, anywhere. It's the PGA Golf Show, uh, and we actually get to go to that uh, from my friend from Massachusetts, and uh, so that keeps me on track on that. I mean, I've grown up with golf. I used to caddy at Blue Hill Country Club over in Canton, Mass. When I was 15 years old, I carried two bags for 18 holes twice a day. <sighs> and uh, so you do the math. Do the math. Times eighteen. Thirty-six. I said thirty-six that time. I didn't. But I, you know, and that was a private country club. So I, I've grown up all around golf. So these courses down here are just great. And my my friends, I put them on the plane, and they were like, they were dead tired. And clubs they would rent at the uh, they, well, at they the brought shop. their own. Yeah, they can rent the clubs at the pro shop. Uh, my my friends brought their clubs down with them. And uh, so that's it. Great. 
All right. Thank you very much for that, Bob. We're going to move on. And Julie Martin has her most recent addition to her store tour series. And this week she is going to tell us about Norway in Epcot. What I have, have to say, the cast members in this pavilion are absolutely beautiful. <laughs> the Scandinavian heritage is a, yeah. it's a beautiful There's people. There's some pretty people. Yeah, yeah. really pretty people. Thank you. <laughs> are you Scandinavian? Yeah. I'm, oh. I'm Swedish and Norwegian. He's from Norwegian. <laughs> I'm, I'm Norwegian. <laughs> well, good for you, Bob. Thanks. Well, the when store- they're pretty, they're pretty. When they're not, they look like Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The store here is called the Puffins Roost, Curios and Collectibles. And I was wondering, I know what a puffin is because of the girls next door. Do you guys know what a puffin is? It's a bird, bird. right? Yes, it is a bird. It's mainly found in the Atlantic, but they do also have a Pacific puffin. It's a small seabird. It spends most of its time at sea in the North Atlantic. They're considered auks or alkids, which means they kind of look like the penguin. And the only time that they come ashore is to breed and raise a chick. I think they're absolutely cute little things. And there are only 14 million puffins from Maine to Norway. Only 14 million. <laughs> Just a couple. How'd they yeah. count them? Yeah. Who, I found who, this who not counts? on Wikipedia. <laughs> I went to like puffins.org, whatever. <laughs> the, puff, the puffin counter counter. Yeah. Do you know the puffin man? So <laughs> that's good. I, like I just that thought one. that was a, a little interesting fact, but they're really cute little birds. Uh, this store is the only store. There's only one way in and one way out. All the other doors are roped off, so you can't get out. <laughs> it's kind of funny to me. They're very efficient people. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are. They want you to shop in Norwegian. Uh, also, um, if you ride Maelstrom, the ride, it dumps you out into this store. Well, I have to say it's not very much fun for the people who came in to shop because like every 15 minutes you have this swarm of people that just flood the place and you can't I mean it's like you know you feel like you're at Mardi Gras in this store and the fact that there's only one way in and out I don't think that's very efficient because what if these people don't want to go through the store you know but anyway they do offer a variety of music here Uh, two of the artists Maria Mina and Jonita Adland my violin I'm a fan of violin, so I thought that was interesting. They have a very large selection of books here, um, mostly about trolls, uh, Vikings, Norwegian proverbs. The three. Oh, that's that's what Bob is. Bob's a Norwegian <laughs> troll. I, I was hoping that would get past him, but oh. you were hoping to be a Viking, weren't you? Yes. Of Eric. course, um, the famous story, the three Billy Goats Gruff, which is one of my favorites. Scandinavian ghost stories. Little House on the Fjord. I thought that was adorable. (laughs) (laughs) There's a submarine in the fjord. (laughs) I'm sorry, Um, that's my Johnny Quest days. And of course, Hans Christian Andersen's Fairy Tales. I actually bought this book. Uh, I'm a big fan of children's books, so I'm starting my collection early. And then also something called the Time Warp Trio. And I heard some other people talking about this. Apparently it's a popular children's book, and it's called Viking It and Liking It. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought those were some really cute um, items. The cookbooks they have, Scandinavian-style fish and seafood, Norwegian recipes, and Scandinavian sweets. They also have learn-to-knit kits. I almost bought Kevin one. I thought he might learn to know how to knit. (laughs) I don't think so. And then uh, the toys they have are called Viking Toys. That's the actual brand name. And they're little plastic toys, dump trucks, boats, fire trucks, and things like that. And they're for ages one and up, which I found very interesting. Normally toys like that are for older children. Mm-hmm. So if you do have a, a, a small, a smaller child. If you want to teach your child to pillage. <laughs> <laughs> they're really cute. Things. 
uh, stuffed animals they have are polar bears, moose, seals, and of course the puffin, which actually is only found on a small island north of Norway, I was told by one of the cast members there. And there's 14 million of them on that one island? <laughs> Not on the one island. Oh. That's from Maine to Norway. Oh. There are 14 million. Okay. <clears throat> the chocolate they have, just a few of them, I thought this was a cute name, Ferk Lover, <laughs> <laughs> Dime, and Troika. They also have a very large selection of jewelry here, and you guys know I love my jewelry. It's mostly silver and all made in Norway, and also in case. So meaning you can't touch it, pick it up, and look at it. Opro designs, which are all butterfly, either brooches or earrings. These are all pretty pricey. The brooches are between $80 and $115, and your earrings are $72. But they are beautiful colors and designs. I mean, I actually wanted one of these. They have healed phosphate silver. These are sea fish designs, starfish, very, uh, you know, what's the word? Nautical. Nautical. Thank you, Kevin. Marine. Marine, yes. Yeah. And then Hasla, which was my favorite. And this you can actually touch, except they're all in little small cases, you know, surrounding the bracelet or the earrings or the necklace. And the designs are very intricate, almost kind of like filigree, you know, on an older ring or a bracelet. And these are pretty pricey as well, between 45 and $175 for each piece. So, good birthday ideas, you guys. <laughs> Corey? Noted. 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 <laughs> Now, the next item is one of my absolute favorites. It's Layla, the Essence of Norway. It's a perfume for women, obviously. I wear it. Corey bought it for me several years ago, and I've had two bottles since, and the lotion. That was noted six years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Is that what you have on today? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I let uh, Bob and John and Kevin smell me. Peter, you weren't in the room. Hmm. (laughs) I'm not allowed to smell you. (laughs) Do you feel left out? I'll let you smell me later. Later. (laughs) I'll count the minutes. (laughs) Smell you later. So the perfume comes in two different sizes. By the way, it's 72 degrees. And they have 1.7 ounces for $53, 3.4 ounces for $73. They have deodorant, uh, hand and body cream, as well as a radiant body bronzer and a candle trio for sale. There's a set available that comes with a reversible purse. One side's black, one side is leopard. Comes with the hand and body cream and the 3.4 ounce bottle. It's $110. The male scent called Gare, the power of I Norway. I love Gare. I have, a, I have a bottle of it. I think it smells horrible. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's one of those things that once it gets on somebody, it mixes with their body chemistry. Maybe it's better. Yeah. But in that shop, it's like, oh, let me sniff the Layla, because that stuff is just too much for me. But they only offer the cologne in 1.7 and 3.4 ounces and deodorant. There aren't any extras for the men. There's no reversible purses. No reversible purses. <laughs> what are they Our get- wallets. What are they getting for a bottle of it now? Uh, the Gare is approximately the same price as the Layla. So okay. for the smaller one, it's 53 and for the larger, it's approximately 73 they have co- coffee and snacks as well, Swedish preserves in lingonberry and cloudberry, Lofberg's Lila Coffee. It's decaf from Sweden, $8 a bag. And they have a few Nordic sweets, which are basically just little gummy candies with sugar. Of course, Viking helmets, $12. <laughs> Ooh, I gotta get one. And people were trying these things on like crazy and taking pictures. It was so funny. Uh Trolls. I took a picture with the giant troll inside this store. I think Corey will probably put it up in the photo Stop gallery. Stop calling Bob a giant troll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
some of these are made of like a sandstone. They're black and kind of glittery. Those were actually my favorites because they weren't really scary looking. But they have long tail trolls that have names. <laughs> and they actually have a long tail. The hair is, you know, it's supposed to be kind of real, but Parted obviously to the it's synthetic. But it's just like everywhere. <laughs> and the end of the tail is hairy, too. They're 15 to $40. Uh, they have NY form trolls that are made in Lithuania. And then candy design trolls, which are actually made in Norway. And these are all basically just little figurines come in different sizes. They have really small ones to maybe like uh, 12-inch ones. I don't know who's going to put these in their house. It'll scare your children. Y'all remember Troll Kids? The Lucky Trolls with the colored hair? Those are cute. We used to call those Wishnicks when we were kids. Wishnicks? Oh, yeah. I remember those. Yeah, they They are They were all naked. Yes. And they're cute little butt cracks. Oh. They're not in the store. I just (laughs) said that. (laughs) Oh, they have Christmas items as well. Um, ornaments and candle holders. Not a very large selection, just a few. And then they have traditional Norwegian figurines, which are children dressed in traditional Norwegian folkware. And they're approximately $30 a piece. Hmm. Your Epcot Norway gear, which every country has. Your hats, your tees, your thimbles, your shot glasses. You know, all that stuff. Lenny Aquavit is sold here. It's distilled and bottled in Norway. It's thirty nine ninety five a bottle. It's a selected blend of spirits, herbs, and spices. You can't try it, so you either buy it and hate it or like it. <laughs> but for forty dollars, I want to know if I liked it or not. Yeah, really. Aquavit is very strong. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, actually, I've seen it in some of the uh, bars in the resorts listed as a shot. Mm-hmm. It's called like Lenny Aquavit Ice Shot or something. It's served really cold. Is that the one in the big blue bottle? No. No. I don't it's, know what color the bottle is. It's not. Oh. It's it's like a brown color. It's not clear. Or, it, or maybe the bottle was brown. Okay. They have wooden bowls and little trinket boxes that are made in Norway, and they come with little hand-painted designs on top. These are really nice. They have Kongs Tin Royal Pewter, and these are basically just little pewter figurines that you can buy. Viking miniatures. Um, Olaf is one of them. <laughs> and the clothing for men, women, and children. The first one is Dale of Norway. These sweaters are $260 and up. Those are those cable knit sweaters? Those really they're nice. really nice. Yeah, they're very if, good. You know, if you live up north somewhere cold, if you ski a lot, this would be a great investment, I believe. Um, their little knit caps are $50 and they also offer 100% new wool blankets, which are $185 a piece. I don't know what new wool means. It's the opposite of old wool. <laughs> I was kind of I'll take scared. a shot in the dark. I mean, you know, I don't know if like, like the lamb comes out and they shave it down immediately. I'm like wondering what that means. means <laughs> he's naked. Yeah. The Healy Hansen clothing. It is Norwegian, but it's made in China. Course. The sweaters are less expensive than Dale of Norway. They start at $32 and go up. They have tees and flip-flops, which were 27 hats and jackets. Uh, the jackets start at 195 and go up. One of the most expensive was $500. Hmm. It's called the Healy Tech Jacket with the Reco Rescue System built into it. So this is in case you get caught in an avalanche, they can find you. He was a uh, Norwegian Olympic Olympian. In case the trolls fall on you. Uh, <laughs> trapped under trolls. And Healy Hansen also has luggage, uh, priced at between 115 and 165 The last item in the store, 
I don't really know how to pronounce this, but I'm going to try. Tamalitan knives. These were in case. Uh, the little the blade was approximately six inches long and had these intricately carved handles. They were really beautiful. But that's it. The, it's a very small store, but I think it's worth your visit for well, sure. I, yeah, I enjoy shopping in there. Yeah. I've been in there a few times. Mm-hmm. I, especially the first little section of the store. I can't believe you didn't like Gare. I'm sorry. <laughs> Such a great fragrance. So very but, unique. You know, there were two little boys standing next to me spraying it on themselves. So maybe that's why it was really it is overpowering. Potent. It's very potent. Yeah, you can't put too much of it on. Yeah. The right amount. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. But I had a good time in this store. I definitely want some of that jewelry. <laughs> well, Norway is definitely... A, a, I, I, it's very close to, if not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that whole pavilion. I, I do just, too. Like the and look of it, the feel of it. If you go into the first little building, which kind of looks like a church, they have the history of the Vikings in there somewhat. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, how they used to dress. Uh, they have Eric the Red in there. And also some of the older tools like swords and axes and things like that. So it's very interesting. And it's not very crowded in there. But I have to say, beware. Everything is encased in plastic, and I wanted to lean over the case and look at what was inside of it, the tools and the um, the weapons, and I went bonk right into the glass. The lady next to me goes, I'm so glad I'm not the only person to do that. <laughs> so we start looking at the case. You can see all the little forehead prints, people bumping into it. Oh, so be careful. Did you see the up on the roof, what the roof is uh, like a... a Lawn, the grassy. wild yeah. flowers, the grassy area. I, I think that's really cool. I'd love to have a roof like that, but yeah. I doubt Corey would want to get up there and mow it. I don't know what we have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Julie. We're going to move on, and actually, Julie and Corey are going to just give us a, an update on uh, Mardi Gras, the Mardi Gras celebration going on over at Universal through April. We covered it pretty extensively last year, but uh, has anything changed this year? Some not of the floats. Yeah, so the, the whole theme of the floats, uh, they've changed. Before we go into the Mardi Gras, I have some Mardi Gras facts for everybody, just to kind of give you a, a brief history. Mardi Gras literally means Fat Tuesday. It takes place the day before the season of Lent, which is 46 days before Easter. Carnival refers to the season of partying before Mardi Gras, and officially begins on January 6th, which is also known as King's Day, because it falls 12 days after Christmas, on the day the wise men were said to uh, reach Bethlehem. Mardi Gras came to America in 1699 with the French explorer. Isn't Iberville. that the? I'm sorry. Isn't that the Epiphany? So what we refer to as the Epiphany. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Well, or King's Day, maybe okay. either one. <laughs> and the uh, and the first documented parade was um, in 1838. Go back and do that fact again. I'm sorry, we stepped all over it. What was? Okay. Yeah, the first one, you, the Iberville fact. A Mardi Gras came to America in 1699 with the French explorer Iberville, and the first uh, parade officially began in 1838. Every parade has a theme, usually borrowed from mythology, history, or Hollywood. Um, All parade riders throw trinkets, beads, doubloons, small toys, candy um, from the floats to the crowds. Panties. What? Oh, my. They do. (laughs) do. I caught a pair before. Oh, my. But you don't wear them. (laughs) They say Mardi Gras really big. Why? At Universal? It's free underwear. No, no, no. We're talking about real Mardi Gras. He's talking about real Mardi Gras. Oh. The things they throw are called throws. Uh, parades c- consist of anywhere from 10 to 40 floats carrying crew members, marching bands, dance groups, and costume characters. Crews are private social groups that put on parades, um, and most crews are named after uh, Greek mythology. Like Orpheus. Yes. Who uh, Harry, Harry Connick Jr. Jr. started. 
The colors of Carnival are purple, green, and gold. These were chosen in 1872 by that year's Rex. Rex is the king of Mardi Gras. In 1892, the Rex Parade gave the, the colors official meaning, purple being justice, green for faith, and gold for power. And last but not least, the traditional pastry of Carnival season is the king cake. It's a sweet roll. Like really dough. good. <laughs> so are uh, Julie's lemon squares. <laughs> yeah, Julie's been on a baking frenzy. Uh, they usually shape this into a, well, they do. They shape it into a big circle. It's cooked and brushed with uh, purple, green, and gold sugar or icing. Um, they bake. So good. They then put a plastic baby inside, and whoever gets the uh, the baby represents the Christ child, and whoever gets the baby, it's tradition. Why are you putting Jesus in a cake? <laughs> And then whoever gets the baby uh, must buy the next king cake. Which to me just sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, you do have to be careful. There is a big warning on any king cake that you buy that says contains a small plastic doll. <laughs> Can you imagine before the warning? <laughs> it wasn't always a baby. They used to put a bean inside, and that's how they would uh, select Some, the yeah. queen of the parade. They would they would slice the cake up and give the pieces out to all the ladies and whichever old lady. ladies. Whoever. All the ladies. Oh, all the ladies. All and ladies. whoever got the bean would be the queen. But now they use a little, pla- they a use little plastic almond. baby. So that's just some brief history. If you want more Mardi Gras history, go to NOLA.com. That's where I got a lot of these from. Cool. But Mardi Gras this year goes straight through Lent. <laughs> all the way past Easter. Uh, the theme this year is Let the Music Move You. Mardi Gras is taking place from February 2nd through April 19th. They know when to have they have a money maker. We we went on the first night. Not much has changed as far as the food goes, and but the parade uh, they have some new floats, a lot of new floats actually. Did they have any traditional foods? Yes, um, they offer jambalaya, shrimp gumbo, andouille sausage, po' boy, hoagies do not exist in New Orleans, red beans and rice. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>. really? <laughs> We call them po' boys. Oh, po' oh. yeah. That's what. Oh, that's what a po'. Oh, okay. Um, they have a po' boy shrimp platter, cheesesteak sandwiches, which are not New Orleans. That's Philly people, and French fries. And they also have a sausage sandwich. Um, all these things range in price between three and eight dollars. Uh, Corey had the the po' boy. Did the you? shrimp po' boy? Yeah. I was I was starving, so I ate the whole thing. But it's it's frozen shrimp. Yeah, you know, it's, and I had the jambalaya, which you know, it's being cooked out there in those like those uh, yeah. those little booths. Yeah, on the right. This yeah. really, is, I mean, they're trying to be authentic, but it's really not. I mean, it's not as good as you would get in New Orleans. Right. Well, uh, yeah. Well, you have to. I guess you have to assume that it's right. New Orleans style food for sure. Now, you know, the second you walk in, I mean, even before you get into the park, you know, it's Mardi Gras. You can hear the music. They're playing um, real New Orleans Mardi Gras music. Uh, you walk in, there, there are stilt walkers, jugglers, um, there are street performers. I mean, all up and down the street, they'll pose for pictures for everybody. Um, it's really, you know, the party starts the second mm-hmm. you get into the park. Um, they have, you know, universal Mardi Gras merchandise everywhere. You can buy giant beads and hats and <laughs> all beads kinds of crazy and hats things. And shirts and everything purple and gold. Yard dogs, these are like, they're called yard dogs. They're huge, uh, tall plastic cups that people drink beer out of, whatever, you know, with, with a big long straw. There's nothing more elegant than watching people drink out of those. <laughs> <laughs> they also have Zydeco bands that play certain times of the night, and they are really awesome if you want to see some, some authentic New Orleans music going on. Yeah, they do come from uh, Louisiana, mm-hmm. an area surrounding New Orleans. They'll they, be playing the washboard. It's I so actually fun. know the name of a Zydeco band. Beausoleil. Good job. 
that really, um, I like when the band comes out and starts playing. That really, you know, makes you feel, makes us feel at home. He anyway. actually got, the lead singer got down and did a conga line at one point. Oh, we yeah. saw. Well, I think it's just important to, if anybody new is listening and isn't aware of it, Corey and Julie are both New Orleans natives. So that's their point of reference. Right. This is this is our this. Mardi Gras celebration. We haven't been to Mardi Gras in what three years? Yeah, yeah. it's been a long time. So this is what we do. <laughs> we go to Universal. Now, just before you go any further, let me just follow up a little bit with that. Um, do you consider it a uh, an adequate replacement? Since uh, you can't get to the real thing, it. For us, yeah, it's it's more family friendly, you know. But nothing compares to the real one. But it's it's. it's I nice. wish they threw better trinkets at Universal. I wish they would send someone down to New Orleans or order like a bunch of the really nice beads because they throw the beads that in New Orleans they get left on the street. Yeah, the ones we leave that those Universal in the street. Oh, really? Yeah, the trees, people don't they pick just those stay up. There. <laughs> you know that the the coveted beads in New Orleans are like the long pearls. You know the, the the big beads. These are these are small small beads. If you want the big ones, you have to buy them. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a. We always oh. come with our own that were actually caught in New Orleans, you know, and people say, where'd you get those? Where'd you get those pearls? Yeah. They want our beads. I can't tell you what I did for him, but. Oh, my. No, I'm just kidding. He's joking. Um, he threw his panties. <laughs> <laughs> I like beads. We actually have, um, Bob and John and I have, I think you guys did it too, rode the floats where you throw, you didn't get to do it? We did it. I, I've. I've I've been on the floats in New Orleans before. In well, we did it at Universal Studios. That was fun. It was. It's exhausting. Because when you start the float, when you start the parade, they give you bags and bags and bags of those beads. And everybody stands there and tries to untangle them. And then as you're going, the parade route is just jammed with people and they're all screaming at you. Yep. I can only imagine it. What people feel like when they're famous, yeah. Because you're up high on this float, and people are screaming. By the time you're done, you're literally exhausted from throwing beads to people because it's a long parade ride. Yeah. See, in the in the in the parades in uh, in New Orleans, you hang all of the big beads, you know, all of your prize beads behind you, and you're throwing beads, and people are like pointing, going, "No, I want those. <laughs> I want the ones behind you. I want those big pearls." It's like, come on. Those are for family members. Yeah, see, <laughs> they don't give you any of that when you ride the float. Right. They're all the... The I people wonder, on the floats that we saw look, look, look like they were having a really good time. It's fun. It's just and they very, give you like a, a kind of a costume to wear according to what float you're going to be on. Didn't we throw candy too? Some up? No, they had those little, little packages of coins. The balloons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the only thing. Yeah, they we throw, throw. bounce those off a few people's heads. Well, the only problem is <laughs> they, they bounce and they tend to like roll under the float. So mm-hmm. you have to be really careful throwing them because the kids chase them out into the streets. The crew at Universal is called what? The crew of Dionysus. That's, the, uh, that's a Greek god, the Greek, uh, Greek god of wine. Also known as Bacchus. Yeah. Bacchus is also a very famous parade in, in New Orleans, too. Now, this, theory, this, uh, this year's theme is the Discovering Utopia. Now, this uh, con- contains floats that represent uh, mythical lands. It's coming right off the Universal website. Contains floats that represent mythical lands of classic stories, as well as original Mardi Gras floats direct from New Orleans. The Mardi Gras floats from New Orleans are the same ones as last year. The only ones that change are the actual themed floats. There's the, uh, the Babylon, Atlantis, Eden, Camelot, Shangri-La, and El Dorado. And the New Orleans floats, they have the riverboat float, the king and queen float, the king gator float, the jester float. There's an ox float, uh, and then there's a universal float with the universal ball that keeps spinning. And then there's the title float, which was the first one that says crew of Dionysus of Universal Studios. But for the first time this year, they had a king and queen 
not the first king and queen, but the one in front of the Camelot float riding horses. And we have never seen horses in a uni- in the Universal Parade before, so that was something new too. Yeah, yeah the parades start. Um, depending on the date you go, the parade's going to start at eight to nine o'clock, and the concert for that night is immediately after. So right after the parade's over, you have like this huge swarm of people heading towards the uh, towards the stage. Uh, the night we went, we saw Brett Michaels. Oh, we stayed God. for about From poison. We stayed for about two songs. It was awful. After he butchered "Sweet Home Alabama," we decided to leave. He comes out with the shirt with his face on it and name. And says Brett Michaels across. He's doing the Rock of Love tour. That's right, because he's on what on um, it's a reality MTV VH1. VH1. He's trying to find his. I can't say the word that I use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Skank. There you go. Yeah. And that's what he is—a self-promoting one of those. But there are some other great concerts this year. There, um, you know, we're going to see Third Eye Blonde, Third Eye Blonde, LL Cool, LL cool J. Again, we almost went Saturday night to see the Go Go's. Yeah, they Heart. also are going to have Cool in the Gang later in the year, and they have two dates that are to be announced. I want to go see Heart. They're really good. We've seen them I before. I love Heart. And if you're an annual pass holder, um, they have a private a private area like a pre-party area that you can go in. You show your annual pass. And the night we went, they had one, that girl from Survivor and the WWE. She was the wrestler one with all the crap in her face. Oh, God. Wow. I, could, I missed I that. I can't remember her name. Uh, she was on last Diva Debbie. Ashley is yeah. her name. Yeah. She was out there signing autographs. And I think uh, the, the night that Third Eye Blind is going to be there, there's going to have another, a few other WWE. Uh, but these parties are. aren't every night of Mardi Gras. Right. It's, it's only, only certain dates. Yeah, it's two, two nights throughout the whole season we had a great time we'll be we'll be going again i actually and again, climbed and again i tried to climb the wall remember she did a climbing wall while we were waiting for the parade <laughs> oh next to next to the mummy okay yeah yeah it was hard it's tucked in the corner i have photos yeah. of it but i was going to post them but every photo is of julie's butt because I'm, I'm right <laughs> underneath her so like, maybe i'll keep I these <laughs> no. <laughs> i wonder if any of our uh, listeners are planning on uh, heading over to uh Mardi Gras. It's a fun time. It really is. It is a it is a fun time. There, there's a lot of drinking going on. Um, it, it does get crowded. So if you're not a fan of that, you may want to. I'll stay tell away. you what. I'll tell you what. One of these weekends, Corey and Julie will be over there. Walter and I will be over there. And um, if we run into any unplugged listeners, though, the first unplugged listener we run into uh, gets a podcast cruise. That's how I'll give it away. That sounds Holy cool. Wow. Interesting. It's, I'm telling you, folks, you've heard me say it before. Um, Universal throws an amazing party. Mm-hmm. They throw an amazing party. And what I love, love about Mardi Gras in particular is they don't charge you for it. There's not a separate fee yep. on top of whatever you pay to get into the park. There's not a separate fee to go in for Mardi Gras. Um, you do have to pay your entrance to the park. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't just go for Mardi Gras and get in for free. But this is I, – I it's, a, it's a great party. It is a great they party. They could charge for this. They're giving you a halfway decent concert. I mean, last year you guys saw Daughtry for that. That was a get for them. <laughs> yeah, they got him right after he finished with Idol. And they got him for a good price. And they could never get him, for, they could never get him again. No. And he said that was the largest crowd that he had played. Up uh, to that played, point. Played in front of him, yeah. Um, I should also point out that uh, – you know, while you can, well, Mardi Gras is free with your regular ticket. If you just want to go to Mardi Gras, they have a, a Mardi Gras ticket. It's valid after 5 p.m. It's $46.95 plus tax. And uh, that includes admission into Universal after 5 p.m. on any one of the Mardi Gras nights. 
and it also includes free admission to select city walk to uh, to a select city walk clubs. Um, so you can get in the city walk afterwards. Uh, Florida residents, the ticket is thirty six ninety five. Again, valid only after uh, five p.m. I don't believe that one. Uh, includes City Walk, and the the Florida resident is only with a uh, specially marked Coca Cola can, and uh, you know the one day one park, the regular one day one park ticket is sixty seven dollars. But if you get the seven day uh, unlimited two park unlimited admission pass uh, for eighty six, is it still eighty six dollars, eighty seven dollars, eighty seven dollars. So um, they also have the uh, Mardi Gras VIP ticket, which is. Uh, one day of admission to the, uh, both Universal and Islands of Adventure and uh, two-park uh, express pass and the opportunity to ride on the float. You can literally buy your way onto one of the floats and uh, get commemorative beads. That's uh, 179 a, a person plus tax. Or you can just go ahead and pay the $30 plus tax to ride on the float. Now, annual pass holders... Uh, can send in um, you can send in an email request right if you're an annual pass yes. holder yep and uh, we'll find I don't have that in front of me we'll get that and put it on the show notes page but really and truly if you if, if you're inclined to go to Universal I would and you're going to be in town the next few months absolutely aim for uh, one of the um, one of the Mardi Gras nights yeah and if you do have a one day one park ticket and you're going on a Saturday make sure you go into Universal because you'll be able to get into Mardi Gras. So if you go to Islands of Adventure on that Saturday, you're not going to be able to go to the Mardi Gras celebration at Universal. With a one-day one park. With a one-day one park. And you can get on the float for $30? Yep. I think there are people all the time who are asking us for something special to do to... Uh, Do something really cool. Right. I've got a birthday coming up. I've got an anniversary coming up. I don't know what to give as a gift. I want to propose to somebody someplace really unique. This would be it. This these, is, are, these are nice floats. Yeah. Well, they're also doing a, uh, a behind-the-scenes VIP tour this year for Mardi Gras, like they did with Halloween mm-hmm. Horror Nights, which was really cool. Uh, it's $199, $199 plus tax per person. But you get uh, complimentary valet parking, uh, VIP tour uh Priority entry, priority entrance onto uh, rides and attractions. <coughs> you get information on in, and backstage access. They take you through everything they do. You get a behind-the-scenes look at the wardrobe department where they put all the outfits together. It looks pretty cool. Really cool costumes. We're going to have all this stuff up on the site. Um, but if you get a chance, head over to Mardi Gras. And like I said, uh, if you run into Corey and Julie or you run into Walter and I, Guess what? No, you're not gonna. You're not gonna tell them what day you're gonna no, be there. No, 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 no. And are you gonna do anything? You're gonna wear. Well, any I've already given them. I've already given them a hint when I'm gonna be there. I've already given them a hint in the show when I'm gonna be there. Well, so we, if they're we paying should attention, get out in, in all of our purple, gold, and green gear. I wear a big. Jester should we get hat. into this? Julie wears no. a big wig. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want people looking for you, <laughs> really. <laughs> I want to add that if you do go and, and you decide that you want to go on one of the nights that's more popular say with LL Cool J or with Third Eye Blind or you know Heart and people like that um, some people line up really early for the concert I mean as early as 6, 5 o'clock so if you would like to get a prime spot which in my opinion a prime spot is next to one of the railings so that you can lean or even sit down and wait for the concert you might want to do that I've heard that if you're going to do that you've got to skip the parade it's true. Yeah, if you want to, yeah, right. if you want to get a really good seat for the concert, or you a good watch the standing parade, place for a concert, you watch the parade by the concert. Right. That way, you're right there already, and yeah. make sure you're on that side 
where the concert is. Because after the parade, it's like a and get a drink and use the restroom (laughs) first. Cool. Well, thank you very much, guys. And that will do it for our show, our very long show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope it wasn't too long for you guys. But uh, we will be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Have a great week, everyone.